As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, terror has struck Brooklyn. Two weeks uh, evaluation timetable for an isolated MCL injury to MVP candidate Kevin Durant. We will talk about that amongst ourselves, and then we will be joined by Dr. Naraj Patel, who is an expert on the issue of ligaments and the recovery timetable. He is going to join us. Massive Nets fan. He'll talk to us coming up right here on the Glue Guys podcast. I'm scared, Mike. Hold me. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash Glue Guys, a subsidiary of the New York Times. Brian. My goal. The Nets are falling apart. No. The Nets are falling apart. This is it, Brian. Yeah. This is the, we had a good 2022. Wizards but fan 2023 Mike is weird. It's ugly, fat ass. How are you? Wizards fan Mike Smeltz just, <laughs> just really enjoying himself. I'm going to hop ship. I'm hopping ship. This is it. Okay. Um, whilst the Nets have just been completely dominant and fantastic and pulled off an incredible win down in Miami, um, it's apropos that they were in South Beach because their season is going south as we speak. No, it's not that dreary. Brian, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm a little worried. I, I will. I'm a little bit worried. It's okay, though, right? Everything's going to be fine. It's just two weeks, and then there's a review, and then, well, we should wait till <laughs> till the doctor pops in, right? The good doctor, Dr. Naraj Patel, who's been on, uh, a fan, massive fan of the Nets, has always brought some kind of interesting Nets swag. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not like setting expectations where he's going to have like yeah, a it's... Jason Kidd or Keith Van Horn jersey on. Um, but he's a real doctor who deals with ligament injuries, and mm. he'll come on to talk about KD's isolated, isolated MCL sprain on his right knee. Uh, reevaluation in two weeks, according to the Nets. Um, just a quick data point for everyone here. Mm. Okay. I don't know if people remember, but KD hurt his knee last year yeah. as well. Different knee, but he hurt it. Worst injury last year. Last year, I think it was a partially torn MCL. Um, yes, Brian. 
I was just like, I haven't seen in much of the reporting about this, but in the, just in that Miami game, there's like two back-to-back plays. Um, yeah. And did people talk about this a little bit? I didn't know if they talked no, about the Lowry no, one. But yeah. No one's really talked about the Lowry play. Right. And I, I thought that was actually potentially it, one of the, uh, that's as inciting as the Butler fall into. Yeah. I should have gone back in and looked at if it was the same knee, but what's the knee that he hurt? I think it says the Lowry one seemed to hurt his left knee, but I don't know if that would just bang knees. Yeah, Lowry one was left knee, but I thought the right knee. So the play that Brian's talking about is like Katie's going to the bucket. Lowry slides in for the charge, which is he's famous. He's the most charged man in recent NBA history. Charged up. And he slides under KD. Looks like KD's foot, left foot steps on Lowry. And then the right leg does something maybe a little goofy. But of course, the play that everyone knows is the butler flying in yeah. just aiming for KD's MCL like completely missile. targeting yeah. it. Yeah. He was terminator he, coming out it, of the he was naked in the streets coming out of fire. He was avatar to people hunting the sentient whales with laser guided harpoons, Mike. Which by the way, I've been thinking about avatar too. We let's not bury the lead. We can talk about that later. Did uh, <laughs> I did lose my mind when the whale said something like, it's too painful. <laughs> I, know, to talk dude, I really, I've been actually waiting for that meme to come out of just the eyeball and just being, it's too painful is that needs to be. Don't you memed. feel like they didn't really introduce the fact that whales could talk or communicate in that way, like enough before they got to it's, it's too painful. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just get into the thing, which is that like the, the, I forget what they're called. The, the blue people in avatar, whatever they are. Um, oh, the Navi, the they're Navi. the Navi, uh, that the Navi really seem to like connect with sentient, like animal life. But if you're just a fish, like pff, get speared loser, like we're going to eat. <laughs> they, they, don't give, they don't care at all wow. about okay. anything they can eat right in the beginning of the movie. They're like, yeah, F that fish, stupid ass fish. I love that take (laughs) like James Cameron, like, Oh, it's a very, it's a very human approach to it. It's like, we really respect anything that feels pain has uh, some level of consciousness, you know, but if it's just a fish, we're going to kill you. I I will. I will say, I don't think he's getting enough credit for having gigantic whales to have like personality and histories and the the tokun, I think they're called. Okay. Um, something like that. You haven't studied up on your. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw it. I, I watched the movie. Was, yeah. I'm going to see it study. again. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. I'm definitely going to see it again. What about that MCL? Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant, MCL. I have a couple of questions for you. And the good doctor is going to pop on okay. at some point. It's so just going to pop right in. I love it. It's going to it's going to be a pop in. So here's, here's my couple of questions uh, for you. Again, let me. The Nets. This is a statistic. I think it matters to know this bit of data going into this. Last season, before Kevin Durant's injury to his other MCL, that was a more significant injury. We knew that at the front. The Nets were 27 and 15. They are now 27 and 13. Last season, they were second in the East. Right now, they are second in the East. Hmm. By the time Kevin Durant came back from his injury, the Nets were 32 and 31. They were eighth in the East. Harden had, we'd had had the whole Harden debacle. The season was essentially over before we just didn't really know it. We thought maybe Ben Simmons would come back and save us as well. And Ben Simmons never came back and saved the Nets. Tell me this is different, Brian. Why is this different? It made me think- why, why should I have faith? It, it this is any different. It, a lot of the people's responses, and you, and you put this out on on Twitter, which was exciting. We got a lot of interesting responses, but it just really put into the into focus for me 
really how shitty it is to be a head coach in the NBA because <laughs> like a lot of the questions or the responses is like, well, now it's, you know, Jacques Vaughn's time to shine. So like, and they're like, yeah, we're going to see if that like 12 game winning streak was a fluke. So like get none of the credit when things are going well, if you have your best players, take all the responsibility when things are potentially not going well and you don't have your best players. It's just a really, it's a crummy job. Like it's a pretty crummy job from the uh, PR perspective. So anyways, the, everyone's and, kind and of, particularly because we know nothing, right? Like we ultimately know nothing about what goes into being a head coach and the successes and failures of such, yeah. even though. I think Steve Nash is a bad head coach and has yet to really fully been reckoned with. And in terms of like people like him too much to consider him like a, a complete failure, which is what he was. Yeah. And caveat, let me say, I don't think it's the wrong approach. I'm just admiring <laughs> how shitty a position yeah. it puts <laughs> shock fun in. It's not a bad take. It's just, it's just anyways. Um, so there's that element. And then there's also like, you know, it's, it's the responsibility falls to your next best players. So, um, is, is Kyrie and Ben in the position right now? Or have they, have they solidified their roles to the extent that they can weather the storm? And I'm not talking about another, you know, 10 game win streak, whether the storm is like, you know, I don't know. You posted the schedule. How many of those Are you predicting will, a 10 game win streak? That's what you're doing I'm, right here. I'm on the going show? on. I'm going on record. Um, no, I'm just saying like, it's better without Kevin. Durant what is, what is success in, in this period of time? And let's call it, I don't know. Like, we'll we'll wait for the doctor to make his estimation. But let's say two weeks to a month. Are we playing 500 basketball? Is that a success story? Like let's set our expectations now so that when it, when something good or bad happens, we don't, we're not freaking out. Okay, so an important thing to know is that from everything I've seen before the good doctor gets on the show is that two weeks is just simply like, hey, that's reevaluation time. There's no way that he'll be back within two weeks from everything I'm seeing. If he is, it's almost dangerous that he plays within two weeks. Here's the schedule coming up, and it is interesting, as I always say. I'll tell you when I don't have an interesting schedule for the Nets, but I'm okay. always intrigued by it. Yeah, you love uh, a schedule. They don't play... They, I love. Oh God, gets me jazzed up. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little planner, a yeah. little agenda. Well, like, what am I going to do on Thursday the twelfth? Well, I'm going to be watching the Boston Celtics versus your Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Nets don't play again until Thursday. Then they play the Celtics. Then they play again. That's at a home game. They don't play again until Sunday. Another home game against the Thunder. And then they go on a five game road trip, where within that they play four games in six nights: Spurs, Suns, Jazz, Warriors back to the East Coast 76ers. So that would take us through the two-week timetable where we're going to reevaluate Kevin Durant. I don't think that there's any chance. He's just not coming back in between that. It seems like, from what I can tell, of an isolated, mm. which I'm going to ask the question about, sprained MCL, you're not coming back. The Nets play, I think the next something like nine out of ten, nine of the next ten games would then be at home. Pistons, Knicks, Lakers, at Boston, an Excella corridor trip, an mm. easy Excel. Is an Excella goes to Boston or does it only go to New York to DC? Don't ask me stuff like that. Don't, I don't do really that. give a shit. Yeah. Um, and then Wizards, Clippers, Suns, Bulls, 76ers, all home games, a long home stretch that takes us through. That's beginning of February to mid February. Um, when I just randomly list out their games, I feel like that's bad communication, bad podcasting because I gave no breath in between for people to consider the schedule. But I, I urge everyone to go look at the schedule. There are wins to be had mm -hmm. if you're a weakened team. But there, of course, there are a lot of good games. You know, there's a lot of tough matchups. The Suns, even though they're bad right now, tough, could be a tough matchup. At the Warriors, tough. At 76ers, oh, very, uh, mm -hmm. two Boston games. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of potential dubs mm -hmm. in there. So I think 500. I okay. think if, if the Nets stay afloat. So 500 is a success story is what you're saying, right? I think that's a success story. I okay. think I don't. I wouldn't even say it's expectation. I would just say that's because we have to remember how important Kevin Durant is. 
is that uh, he's a top five player in the NBA. Some say the best player in the NBA, easily the most um, sort of, you know, distinct offensive force mm-hmm. because of his shot making from places on the floor. There was a great graphic of, I forget who it was from, but of all the spots on the floor, who's the best in the NBA? And Kevin Durant owns the entire mid-range rainbow. Mm. The entire mid-range rainbow, it's Kevin Durant. Um, So he's pretty good. I don't know. Do you think 500 is, can we feel okay? I think about? it's a, I think as long as we're on the same page with where our expectations are, it's, it's going to be fine. So if like, if we're, I mean, for me, I think 500 feels really good. I would be, I want to remember this feeling now of being excited about potentially being 500. So that when we're like, you know, three and five or whatever doing that's like i'm not freaking out that there's still there's still time um because it's easy because you know humans are flawed we have goldfish memory um and and we like to panic at at short-term results um so yeah i think i think thinking about it now that's what i'm hopeful for um and obviously it remains to be seen what and also mike we got to think about is this is this going to be a referendum on how many minutes kd is playing in regular season right now he's playing a lot of minutes I'm I'm gonna ask that to the doctor because mm. I always feel like I, I I think you could argue either way. I'm gonna be on the side of like a dude fell into his leg, you know. That's what are you what are you gonna do? But then do you remember like last year? Wasn't it when Kevin Durant got hurt? Mm-hmm. The guy Tommy Beers or whatever came out and was like, at the same time Kevin Durant was also playing many minutes under Steve Nash, and that guy was saying this is why you can't play Kevin Durant so many minutes. The the slight argument that you have is that, you know, like, yeah, if he's not playing as many minutes, there's less chance to get hurt by a human flying into your MCL. It is weird. It's a weird way of thinking about it because like freak accidents or whatever. Um, But like there is a logic underlying logic there, but it's just not like it's the same kind of thing. It's like if you're playing five minutes a night, yes, you have less likely of a chance to have a freak accident happening. Um, But it's, it's like a weird argument to make. It's tough. And I don't have the data in front of me. And the doctor's popping on, but it felt like KD was playing less more recently just because there have been a couple of blowouts in there. Let's do this quick break. Coming back, we'll be with Dr. Naraj Patel. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh, there yeah. he is. Yeah. Look at Syracuse. There we are. 
Wow. Is oh, that yeah. Derek Coleman? The, Derek Coleman. Wow. <laughs> That's a great one. How are we doing? Good, man. How, how's it going for you? What's going on in your world? Not too bad. Just, you know, gotten out the Chicago cold here, but not too bad. What's your background there? <laughs> <laughs> He's got MCLs with, it looks like dogs inside of them. What, what is the symbolism of the dogs? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the meme, you know, how like that team has got their that dog in them. Mm. It's a, oh, there's yeah, like yeah. a famous meme now of like a chest x-ray and there's the x-ray yeah yeah there's some dogs this is the best i could did do you make that that's a handmade meme wow i'm impressed <laughs> you are impressed. I, I'm, I didn't realize that you <laughs> that's got why off, you're a good friend off twitter you're impressed by this mine's bullshit. mine's just bane because i was we've we've been born in the darkness you know this is we're used to this dr patel this these types of this bad news we're used to it we come from this darkness mm-hmm. Misery loves company. Yeah, that's exactly so, right. Yeah, let's just hop into it, and then we'll uh, and we're gonna come back from break and say like, "Hey, this is Doctor. This Pruitt. is this Patel is in the show. What are you talking about? This is we're keeping. Okay, this. okay, this is in the show because yeah, I want people to know about how good my meme is. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. All right, <laughs> Doctor, g- give people your CV again. You know, middle school, high school. <laughs> wait, wait, wait I, then I got like, wait, college, but yeah, what just tell us school? what you do and how, why you're a legitimate person as opposed to us. Middle school, John Adams, middle school, wow. Edison, New Jersey. Or I'm a Jersey guy. Shout so out. Just, what was the mascot since, since, yeah. for the Edisons? Ooh, what were we the, well, the middle school mascot, I was in, what were we the Knights? Man, I don't remember now. It's Lame. tough. <laughs> the, 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 my high school was the J.P. Stevens Hawks, so we don't have much to talk about as far as sports go, but mm. we, we had a great average SAT score, so at least we had that for, <laughs> going for us. Yeah. That's what counts, I hear. All right. Yeah, so I'm, a, uh, I'm an orthopedic surgeon in Chicago. I'm at Lurie Children's Hospital. I specialize in pediatric sports medicine, so take care of a lot of uh, young athletes with things like ACL tears, meniscus problems, joint instability. MCL injuries, those kind of things. <laughs> okay, so you see the play last last night. Um, were you watching the game live, or was did you get it via Twitter? Via Twitter, yep. Yeah, okay, we don't get Yes thinking? Network out in Chicago, unfortunately. Oh yeah, what are you thinking when you see that? When you saw the Jimmy Butler f- flying in to our dear dear Kevin Durant into his M- directly aiming right at his MCL? What do you think of? <laughs> I mean, it was shades of uh, January 2022, right? I, that, that, when I saw the clip, I mean, my first thought was like, oh, MCL again, right? And and that that kind of mechanism is pretty characteristic, as we found, unfortunately. <laughs> Nets fans are now very experienced. Um, it's a pretty characteristic way to end up with an MCL injury. Essentially, somebody falls or, or hits you on the outer part of the, the knee. The knee kind of turns inwards, if you will. And then the MCL is that inner structure on the inner part of the knee that then gets stressed and stretched and can can get injured so pretty pretty um common way to injure your mcl obviously just looking at a clip real quick bang bang on twitter doesn't tell you the whole story so you, you never know but um you, you know, sure pretty are you sure pretty i feel like that was yeah. i feel like what else do you need you know what else do you need from that <laughs> mri yeah, right. what does that do for what you? Do you say what do you say actually look at the patient right Talk yeah. To, yeah virtual yeah. medicine man it's 2023 um that's right it's the way of the future so there, there, there's this idea that this is like getting off light, right? That it could have been way worse. Uh, can you speak to that? Like, is this also, if there's going to be an injury, this is on the lighter end or do you disagree? Yeah. I mean, I think this is on the lighter end for sure. I mean, the best case scenario was nothing happened, right? And he's back in a game or two, but all things considered, I think um, if what we're hearing is, is accurate, which makes it sound like it's probably a low grade MCL injury and they're going to reevaluate him in two weeks. 
Um, and hopefully after that, we'll get some good news and he'll be able to work himself back. That kind of hints to us that this is probably kind of like a grade one MCL injury, which is the most minor type, if you will. Um, and he's just got to kind of let it, let, let it rest and heal up over time. Um, you know, so th- th- in some ways, this is the best case scenario. I think the worst case scenario would have been obviously something that would have been season ending, death. you know, that means surgery, that kind of yeah. death. Oh, my goodness. Death. Yeah. Death uh, is pretty bad. Exactly. Right. That would be bad. Um, I don't know. Jimmy Butler. He could do that to you, I guess. But yeah, um, he's that bad. Of a but person. yeah, certainly glad it wasn't anything worse than it is. Um, the the word we're hearing, isolated. I I guess I I I understand it. I mean, meaning like it was just the MCL. But like I usually usually I don't hear it described that way. Isolated MCL. Can you just explain what that what they mean by that? Is it literally like oh, it only hurt the MCL? Correct. That's exactly it. Right. So all they mean to say is that the only the MCL was injured. And, uh, you know, in theory, again, when they got that MRI and all that, in theory, there could have been damage to other things inside the knee, the meniscus, the ACL, you know, other things like that, bone bruising even maybe. Um, but I think that's just saying that none of that stuff was seen. Um, and so it's just the MCL. And, of course, they never released information on exactly the, the severity of the MCL sprain and that kind of thing, grade one, grade two. Um, but yes, it was just the MCL injured from what they're telling us. Brian, you had it, you not an intro. I mean, it was a common discussion about KD playing too many, no, no, KD playing too many minutes, right? We were trying to figure out like, you know, there's, we're all doctors on Twitter and (laughs) immediately people are like, oh, if you didn't play him too many minutes, he wouldn't have gotten hurt in the situation. He's weaker as a doctor. What do you say to that theory? particularly in this circumstance when, again, Jimmy Butler targeted uh, Kevin Durant's MCL. <laughs> I can't speak to the targeting or not, but but yes, he did fall into him, right? So I think that kind of injury is probably not uh, so much the, the result of you know uh, fatigue or overdoing it or that kind of thing, too many minutes. Um, you know, there's other situations where we may think of that as a factor, but this was one of those, I mean, you know, kind of like what happened last year, honestly, you know, a little bit of bad luck. I think he's a seven foot guy with really long legs and, uh, you know, gets in the mix sometimes. And, and that's the risk that you take, unfortunately, when you're his size and play the way he does. Um, so, no, I don't think this is directly related to too many minutes before that or anything like that. I think this is unfortunately, you know, just wrong place, wrong time. Uh, but that can happen with the, with the with his size and the way he plays. And then going forward into the rest of the regular season, is this the kind of thing where it's a minute, minutes management type scenario? Or is it like, okay, you've rested it, you did the work, and then we can get back to business as usual, playing your standard near 48 minutes every regular season game? <laughs> Man, we, we got to do something about those minutes know, regardless. That's a lot. <laughs> you can't be playing that many It minutes. is a lot. Um, <laughs> no, certainly. So, so – you know, if this really is just a grade one type of injury, which sounds like it hopefully is, um, he should be able to get back relatively quickly. Like we said, like two to four weeks tops, hopefully on the shorter part of that. Um, and knowing that that's, there'll probably be some amount of a, a ramp up period or some minutes restrictions initially, just as you kind of, you know, shake off some of that rust of two weeks off from, you know, NBA gameplay. Um, I would say the, the, lo- the shorter he's out, the less that ramp up period probably has to be. Um, which, you know, is sort of intuitive. So I, I don't think this should have any longer lasting repercussions or limited long-term or anything like that. Um, so you might see a short period of time where he's on a little bit of minutes restriction or something like that. But if he comes back relatively soon, then that shouldn't be too big of a, a concern. Um, I don't, do, you, do we have any other Kevin Durant 
questions. I have one question about another net. Um, Joe Harris, like maybe he's not great. How much do we blame his ankle injury from last year? Like, cause there's some idea out there that like, it's not that he's not great, but like, well, he hasn't has, he has not really played like a great game recently. And there's some idea that like, you know, that ankle injury was worse and that it's taken him a long time to fully come back to form. Cause he really hasn't in terms of like being out on the floor. I think that's more of a function of the offense, but is it possible that an ankle injury could have, I mean, that happened two, well, almost a year ago now. Right. Is there any, can he blame his ankle? for not being as good at basketball this year? You know, I'll say this. I think um, the short answer is yes, it's possible. Um, You're too charitable. Jeez, come on. (laughs) See, here's here's the lane. There's not many doctors who are hot take doctors. And I want you, I want that to be your lane. Like you come in like Skip (laughs) Bayless of doctors and just like really like, this guy should be playing right now. He should be playing better. That injury is a false, it's a false flag. Like you should, that should be your lane. No one takes that lane for medical perspective. I can't, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's not, that's not my style, I guess. Uh, what can I tell you? Yeah, there, there's certainly a chance it could be limiting him. I mean, it has been a while. And, you know, the other, the, the other thing is like any of these surgeries that we do, uh, some are by the numbers more successful than others, et cetera. But none of them are, a, are ever guaranteed to be 100% successful, right? Even with the best surgeon, the best rehab, et cetera. Um, so there is a chance, you know, who knows that, uh, for whatever reason, he's just taking a little bit longer than you'd expect, or he's not back at the, the form you'd expect. I'll be honest with you again, you know, right now living out in Chicago, I just, I just haven't seen him as much, um, in person. So it's hard for me to comment on exactly what he looks like when he's out there. Right. I mean, you think of your ankle being important and ankle stability and strength control being important when you're, you know, jumping, cutting, you know, that kind of stuff, quick change of pace type of things. Um, and, and to be totally honest with you, I, I haven't watched him enough this year so far to like really be able to like comment on that. Um, if those things are what the issue is, then yeah, maybe he's still shaking off a little bit of rust, or maybe there's still a little bit of, you know, uh, leftover effects from that that surgery and all. Um, everyone takes a little. Everyone can take different periods of time to to rehab and recover. But you see, um, this is I also just saw not... that the other day. Well. This is just not, no, no, you, you're like, you're like, oh, I haven't seen him that much. No, you just don't worry about that. Just, <laughs> just make something just, up and go. Yeah, yeah. just make it. That's how you become a success <laughs> like <laughs> us. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say personal, personal anecdote wise, after I get my, I had a Jones fracture two years ago and ever since I rolled my ankle, like Name twice, twice <laughs> it's a Jones fracture, uh, twice a week, I keep rolling my ankle and it will it ever go back. This is me just now soliciting free medical advice from you. <laughs> <laughs> will it ever go back to not being a roll? It's just rolling my ankle all the time. I mean, you know, so so that kind of thing is is usually related to some amount of like uh, strength and control of that joint, right? Mm. So, you know, you had an injury, you had surgery, and some amount of that was lost in that process, right? And it's a matter of working yourself back. Mm, uh, I never did. You know, could Joe Harris be experiencing a little bit of that on a smaller level? Maybe I don't know. Hard for me to say. But I did see a stat the other day uh, comparing his um, stats uh, when he starts versus when he comes off the bench mm. and they were drastically different from each other. So again, oh, interesting. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to blame his ankle off for everything. Maybe there's something else to it as far as like the rhythm and all that goes, you know, depending on how he's used. Just so I know which, which one is better starting or coming off the bench. Uh, his numbers are better as a starter. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so and I, and I, I was, know. so I was ready to go in on Joe Harris today because he's just put up a bunch of like single point performances. Yeah. But then I dug into the numbers, not, not the ones that you saw, 
But he is shooting, like, so I was like, okay, since the start of December, he's played 22 minutes a game and only scored eight points a game and really doesn't do much else, right? Ultimately, he's not a rebounder, he's not an assist guy, all that stuff. But he's shooting 50% from three since the start of December because he only takes three a game. So I, I really, what I think the Joe Harris issue is, is that, like, as much as the Steve Nash offense has been maligned because it was, maybe it was too complex for all the moving pieces that were happening in and out of the Nets lineup, like at least having a more structured system helps a guy like Joe Harris, a guy who comes off of screens and let's try to get Joe this open shot. Let's work three passes to get Joe the open shot where, you know, what Jacques Vaughn has done is simplify the offense completely. We always start the possession with Kevin Durant or Kyrie getting the ball and then we'll move it, move it, open man shot. Whoever's open takes the shot. It's a lot more ball movement right. as opposed to like trying to specifically angle for an outcome. And that affects Joe Harris because he's a guy who relies on mostly getting an open look from a pass and a screen and all that stuff. So, you know, I would, you know, it's not that I would love to go in on Joe Harris. And I would have loved if you give me that piece of information that was like, he's being a big baby. Um, but I actually just think he's like, he's, uh, you know, they're just not running things for Joe Harris. He's still shooting again, 50% from three since December when it's a time of a time period when we're like, Joe Harris hasn't been good at all. Where Royce O'Neal is kind of the, the other end of the spectrum where like a lot say, of things and, happen and for him. There's other options there too, right? It's not just Joe Harris that can take those shots, right? We've got Watanabe all of a sudden who's leading the league in three-point percentage. Uh, Seth Curry, you know, Royce O'Neal, those guys can shoot it too, obviously, Katie and Kyrie. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, I don't think I can blame that completely on his ankle. <laughs> Even if there's something there, I think there's probably more going on as far as, you know, usage and minutes and some of those kind of things too. All right. Uh, one more time, just to – what would be the optimum – not optimum because probably the optimum recovery time for Kevin Durant is like three months, you know, or whatever. <laughs> what is like a semi-realistic? Tell me the exact game when Kevin Durant. Let's pull up the schedule. When is KD going to come back and play? Just, just about, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think best case scenario would be about two weeks, right? And so if this is Grade One MCL sprain, typically we say like two to four weeks, roughly for those. So um, I would say two weeks is realistically probably the soonest to let him back, and we all know how the Nets. How they roll, right? And they take everything very cautiously, especially with Kevin Durant, right? They're going to be taking their time, the ramp off, all that stuff. So I think best case scenario is probably two weeks. Um, if it's a grade one sprain, probably the longer end of that uh, holdout would be about four weeks. Um, you know, but either way, I think both those would put us before the All Star break. So my hope would be sometime before that All Star break, he's he's back. Um, I know they said they're going to reevaluate him in two weeks, right? So what that tells me is that it's probably most likely a grade one sprain. If he looks great in two weeks, no pain, you know, no instability, no limb, no swelling, none of that, then they'll probably start working him back in some way, shape, or form. If he's still having any symptoms, they might hold him out another two weeks or something like that, right? So um, I, it doesn't sound like, again, from what we're hearing, I'm not his, his physician, obviously, his surgeon. From what we're hearing, it doesn't sound like this is like last year where it's probably more – last year was probably grade two where he was out more like that six to eight-week mark. Um, you know, it sounds like he's hopeful to get back earlier here. And I would say like two to four weeks is, is realistic. Do they give him any fun pain pills? And can we expect his Twitter activity to be like awesome? Like, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't think he needs pills to have true. Yeah. Have that's some, organic. Something's going on on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, he's, he's got that all, all, all by himself naturally. Yeah. But probably have more time on his hands. So mm. that's all he needs. True. <laughs> Last one yeah. for you. 
how are you feeling about the Nets? You must feel elated. I mean, aren't we all? I feel pretty good, man. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, my <laughs> my only challenge this year is that, damn, this this off season, the early part of the season was exhausting. Yeah, like the drama and the off the court stuff. I mean, it was just exhausting. And so, you know, when they started having the success, <laughs> it was hard for me to start enjoying it. For I'm like, oh man, I'm just tired. And like, what's gonna happen? I was just like waiting for what's gonna happen next. And how is it, how are you gonna ruin this for me? Right. So, but 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 I've come around and I'm back to myself. I think. And it's great, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. Um, they were here in Chicago, of course, the, the one night where they lost and broke their streaks. So that was great. Did you <laughs> so go to that? Go down. You didn't go to that. Uh, I I didn't go to that. I was working. My my brother was there though. He was he was like two rows behind the bench, um, so he had a good time. But yeah, no, they they lost that unfortunately. But no, I hey, love them. You know, they're they're rolling right now. Jacques Vaughn's doing something right. Clearly, um, we got some good pieces. Katie and Kyrie, or Katie and Kyrie, right? And uh, Good things ahead. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We need a we need a Derek Coleman type. You know, that's that's what we need. I think you know a big that can mm. kind of step out, shoot, rebound, do some of that stuff. But we'll see. No, we got Ben Simmons. He just let him start shooting. <laughs> yeah. How exciting! Yeah. Like, come on, like they have. Let's say, let's. I want to pick a game where like they're playing a team like the the Pistons at home. Like, you know, I would be like, Ben, just shoot five threes just for fun. How much fun would that be? Who cares if you air ball? Like you already, man, listen, I don't even need him to shoot. some. I just need him to drive the ball, you know, like just at least go back to what you used to do right? before we expand any other new skill sets, just drive to the basket, you know, and I, I don't know what's going on with him, right? We all know he had the spine surgery. He's got some, some mental things going on. His knee flared up a little bit here and there. So there's, it's going to be. It's going to take some time to work himself back, no question about it. Um, so we don't know what's going behind the scenes and, and how he looks, but I hope that as the season progresses, you know, he'll continue to kind of build and get better and better because we, we we need him to, to be in prime form, I think, by the time the playoffs come around. All right, well, Dr. Patel, if anyone has a child in the Chicago area and they <laughs> completely destroy their ACL, MCL area, look up your guy. <laughs> <laughs> come find me. Happy to help. He doesn't take insurance, though. Don't worry about it. So it's uh, <laughs> just just cash, now right? We, we, cash now, yeah, right. No way, man. I'm just trying to help the kids, man. That, just we, help we, the kids. We take, any, we, we take anyone that shows up in all seriousness. We who take anybody cash. who so, shows up. Yeah, so whatever you need. Cash. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. No, it's fine. I understand the business. My stepdad's a dentist, man. I understand the business. You don't need to. <laughs> I appreciate your time, man. Thanks. <laughs> you got it, guys. My pleasure. Take care, doctor. Brian. Hey, Mike, that was great. That was a delight. Information rich. Um, I do have one question for you before we go. Oh. We're gonna go. Okay. You're Jock Mon, all right? You're sitting, stroking your beard. Mm. You see that Kevin Durant's out at least two weeks. Yeah. Who who gets the bump? Who gets the biggest Brian Egan bump to fill those minutes, to fill that role? Is it a collection or is it just TJ Warren? Yeah, I was <laughs> it, I was going to say TJ Warren just because I'm a huge stand now for TJ Warren. I was going to yeah. say like, it's given this moment there, there's a temptation I have to just play a ton of Kyrie Irving minutes um, to be like, okay, like you're the guy now, like make up that difference, but he's also been playing a lot of minutes. And so I'm a little bit worried about just like completely dumping a whole bit, a whole bunch more usage onto him. Um, so, you know, 
my my heart says give the ball to Kyrie and just like you know let's go full full hero mode for the next couple of weeks. Um, but my mind is saying, all right, let's let's integrate. I mean, like we have our UD Watanabe's and our Edmund Sumner's, and we have a, a deep bench. Let's let's rely on the guys. I mean, we go back to the Indiana game. We've got a deep bench. We can win games if we just uh, rally. You know, cr- wow, Lucy, here comes Lucy. So don't you, <laughs> wow. Georgie? Hey, Georgie. Jerk. <laughs> Sorry, she's scared because the kids. Somebody broke something. I heard. I heard something smash before. Is that that was her? Okay. That was her punching the door. Okay. Um, she's scared. Speaking of who, someone's got dog in them. <laughs> I got, yeah, I, literally. I got my, yeah, my beast. Um, um, so, anyways, that's yeah. my, that's my lame take on that. But um, you know, relying on the collective, Mike, that's the way forward. It takes a village. I am. I like the the collective. I love the village. Mm. Not the movie. We talked about that. The village but the, people, but the band. The village people. I do yeah. love the village people. You know, for my, I've told you this, uh, fourth grade talent show, I did my own version of YMCA. I did my own choreographed version, meaning I did not take the choreography from okay. the original song. I created my own choreography off of YMCA. So you didn't do the hand shapes? You made your the own. iconic one of the most iconic dance wow. song combos. I, I decided it needed to be improved. And upon you just did it by yourself. A, you didn't have three other people there with you. It was just me. Wow, avant-garde, staring directly at the ground <laughs> as I danced. It is such a vivid memory. How did it go over? I fucking slayed. Wow, people I, were throwing their <clears throat> panties at me, Bri. You think that's true? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think it's weird. <laughs> It's weird and untrue. Um, I don't. I honestly don't remember. I you know you blacked out because it went over because you bombed and in your 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 new version of the YMCA dance. Um, That makes that makes sense to me. Uh, Mike, Um, where do they find us? No, no, no. no, I'm not. I the village. One sec, because I know you have to go. But Brian, see, it's on the Discord. Brian always wants to leave the pod, and I want to keep potting. I hope the Discord people know that. I'm here. I would do five-hour pods if we could, but Brian is so busy. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought we were done. You said we had one more thing. What, uh, well, I, I My concern is that as much as I love how, how Kyrie's been playing, and I really think he's been playing great. He's been a leader on the court. He's been fantastic, unequivocally amazing. Like They, they still need like another guy who can be a reliable source of buckets, and that's why I think TJ Warren is by far the best option. Cause like at least, so I don't know if he's healthy enough or he has the stamina to do this, but like, at least if he's playing 30 minutes a game, you can probably expect 20 points a game from him. And I think the consistency is going to be key. Cause you also need to like force the defense to respect another player besides Kyrie. We saw it at the end of the Miami game. The Nets pulled it off because they got an amazing tip in by Royce O'Neal and they had amazing defensive play at the end where they fouled Jimmy Butler and didn't get a call. You know, so my concern is that they don't have that true consistent third scorer who is now going to be elevated to the second scorer spot. Maybe it's TJ Warren, and I hope it is. And that's the end of the show. At BK Glue Guys on Twitter, netsdaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at theathletic.com slash glue guys, which is a subsidiary of the New York If you don't company. shut out the Discord, Mike, I'm going to freak. I'm going to lose my mind discord.gg slash glue guys you did it mike you did it all right everybody we're out of here see you on friday morning first thing after this huge celtics win i mean us winning against the celtics what i mean to say you know what i mean bye everybody